and welcome to Wrestling 101 Episode 2. We are back once again. I'm not in the hot seat this time. It's me, Gareth, as always, and Liam. Hello, hello. The Wrestling Pod, but under a different guise this week. So I've been lucky enough to give my three items that have gone down the uh, the tubes into uh, Wrestling 101 Hell. And this week we have a special guest, none other than Farah, who you will all be very aware of at this point, has been a pretty constant of the, the show for the last year or so. Welcome Honestly, again, Farah. A pillar. Welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. And this time we're not reviewing shows. We're not, we've not got you on the translation duties. This time we're going to sort of pick your brain and figure out what it is that uh, is upsetting you about uh, wrestling these days. <laughs> I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. Then. Well, just just to make sure everybody is familiar with the concept, in case it's the first one. So we're basically uh, shamelessly uh, piggybacking off of the uh, Room 101 concept, where uh, guests will choose three items that they would like to go into Room 101, which is a concept from the Georgia World Classic uh, 1984 where the worst things in the world were we're in room room 101 the worst things you can imagine uh so yes we are we're trying to stock up our wrestling 101 room here and uh, liam and i today will decide whether farah's three items get to go in or stay stay put happy with all that farah yeah <laughs> okay here we go all right farah what's your what's your first entry to wrestling 101 oh man i'm a carnivore because i have so much beef so <laughs> <laughs> oh great the first one is very japan specific mm-hmm. it's not exclusive to wrestling but i notice it's a huge problem and that is the the concept of copyright infringement so one thing that wasn't I, I think it was quite shocking to me, actually, uh, as someone who translates voluntarily on social media. Um, the, over the past two years, I've significantly translated a lot less stuff on Twitter, as you noticed. Mm. And the reason for that is because uh, I would get contacted by certain organizations and they said I was infringing like copyright or violating copyright. And I had to take down translations. Oh, wow. Um, really? Gosh. Yes. And I I have friends who are lawyers. So I talked to them. And in the US and basically any other country, we have fair use. Mm. And you are allowed legally to translate articles and uh, social media posts, anything, you know, um, because you're just spreading the word about what's happening. Like you would have the same access anyway. It's just that you'll have another audience that understands the mm. same material that you know let's see japanese fans are exposed to yeah um but a couple of times me and like many other fan translators on twitter uh we've been flagged or dm'd and we're told to not translate anymore because it's quote-unquote copyright infringement Jeez. um and to be honest it really pisses me off because i feel like um it's censorship and also it's very it's excluding people sure because the things i translate you know they're not patreon posts they're not you know things that are robbing wrestlers of any of the money 
it's just simple information that Japanese fans have access to by default or anybody who knows Japanese. Mm. And I feel like, especially because a lot of Japanese wrestlers, they're getting a lot of, you know, profit and a lot of recognition outside of Japan by people, mm. you know, from overseas. You know, I think it's fair game to, you know, extend that kind of inclusivity to people at least who speak English. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd think in many ways that would be embraced because you are effectively spreading the word and as you say, opening it up to a to a different yeah. audience. Yeah. You're allowing you're allowing people to engage with with Japanese wrestling more than they otherwise would be able to. I'm really surprised that anybody would have an issue with that because you're effectively doing them a job. You're doing them a service, aren't you? Yeah, I'm uh... literally doing this for free. I normally get paid hundreds of dollars to do this, but I do it for free. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) crikey. I'm I'm amazed at that. That's a remarkable uh, thing to have happened. You see it a lot with... um... New Japan especially like issue a lot of takedown notices for stuff on they'll take on down Twitter. your yeah. gifts which I think is the stupidest thing it's free advertisement I want everyone to know about how great Ibushi is yeah 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 the world <laughs> yeah. needs to know it's, his it's, abs are not copyrighted like <laughs> I can show his abs if I want to it just seems like super like uh shooting it's yourself in the foot yes I'm flabbergasted by this it, it makes zero sense to me What's the, have they kind of given any form of rationale? Like what is the argument from their side? I think most of it is just we don't want it to get duplicated or we don't want this repeated in another country or something. Mm. At least that's part of it because this isn't exclusive to wrestling. Like actually it's a problem in other industries. Like mm. I have friends who work in the music industry in Japan and you know people have gotten in trouble for like translating lyrics on the internet for free. which I think is stupid. Yeah. So (laughs) like, for example, in Japan, if you Google lyrics to a song, you cannot highlight and copy. Like if you Google it. Yeah. And a lot of websites because it's copyright infringement. It's it's really stupid. So obviously (laughs) a very different legal system as it applies to to copyright in in Japan. That yeah. Yeah. Is a bit uh, unknowable to us that aren't Mm. in that um, from that culture, I guess. Mm. So do you think it's a case of sort of a mistrust that things might be replicated or sort of um, uh, reinterpreted in a way that they don't want? Or is it just a case of they want, if you're going to read this, you're going to read this here on our website, you know, and it's all sort of, is it a control thing or is it a bit of both? Honestly, I think it's a bit of both because like, for example, the people who DM'd me or the people who had the power to tell me to take down my translations they know where i work mm-hmm. and they know that my translations are legitimate like i'm not making up anything no so i know like most of it i want to say 75 to 80 percent of it is definitely just we want these people to be in japan and know japanese to have access to this information yeah, yeah. gosh how very uh-huh. very strange that's a bizarre it's... business practice it's so yeah the only possible kind of rationale you know you can you can see for it like you know like you say they know where you're coming from and that you know your translations are are quality stuff but i can appreciate perhaps you know they're like right we don't want you know people putting out what they claim are you know quote unquote translations and you know they get it completely wrong and you know it gives a false impression or you know it gets people upset with a company and you know and 
to use like Nintendo example, they're intensely proud and protective of their public image, you know, just to get, kind of give the stuff going on on Twitter at the moment with the the, the fake Nintendo of US uh, Twitter <laughs> account with Mario Verified. flipping off people. They've always been like super, which is why, you know, just go off on a tangent, which is why Nintendo's like online gaming system is like so like weird. It's to kind of protect themselves that's kind of one example it's protecting that um, public image so people you know don't buy a bad through perhaps a bad mistranslation get a bad public perception of a of a company there i guess yeah and actually i have seen horrible translations online before for sure like i would go on reddit and because i have a very i'm not bragging or anything but like i have a pretty prominent account so people so i'm more likely to get Oh my you God. know, targeted like. Did you just say you had a prominent I... account, Farrah? Oh. <laughs> well, I'm not verified, but like, you, you but, like... <laughs> but like, but <laughs> like, I mean, like, like I show people where I work. I'm not an anonymous person. I yeah. mean, yeah. so you you like, you, like, you can be held yeah. to account. Like your feet can be held to the fire if you yeah. do a bad job. Basically, you're a reputable individual. Yeah, That's yeah. The... yeah absolutely. Gosh, the... The... <laughs> Could you imagine if New Japan? took down people sharing pictures they're like right no gifts no pictures no abushi abs none of it or if they just put out pictures of abushi but they covered his abs like <laughs> you, you know like they used to do with like boobs where they sort of like you know make it so fuzzy they just, just fuzzy pixelated yeah but yeah like i was saying like um so like uh, these companies or organizations or whatever they'll easily like contact me because they mm. know i will uh be accountable to contact well. mm. yeah i'll comply for sure but then there's a lot of anonymous people who don't show their face or their name uh, or their affiliation and they're using sh- the shittiest translations or they exaggerate mm. like somebody's opinion that's that's problematic yeah, i've yeah, seen yeah. that many times <laughs> so you know i can see the logic behind i i'm not sure you know, calling it copyright infringement is uh, necessarily, you know, how I would describe it. But I appreciate why these people might be like, hey, no, no translations full stop, just because it's easier to kind of rather than pol- police like the quality of each one going nah, it's just a, you know, a blanket ban, no translations. Yeah, I just wished um, more publications had English versions. Like, mm. I'm pretty sure lots of people would donate for that. Because mm. I read um, Shupro, yeah. like, every week. And there's so many rich articles with awesome interviews. And you have, like, a totally deep dive and inner, like, you know, world of, like, you know, what the wrestler's life yeah. is and their what they are. And I feel like that's quite hidden if you don't know mm. Japanese. Yeah, it's a real shame, so, isn't it? Because I would absolutely yeah. love to read that. Yeah. And, yeah. You, know, you, like, can, you can enjoy it by flicking through, but it is such a shame. It's a different, you know, because you know, yeah. one of the things that's really enjoyable online is the the translation of um, Tanahashi's sort of book. You know, they're, mm. they're releasing like inch by inch. So getting those insights into into the wrestlers' minds is is really really great, and you just don't you know as non Japanese speaking fans you miss out on on so much you know you can still enjoy the action, um, yeah. but yeah, just be lovely to kind of get more of that uh, you know thought process and deep dive into you know histories of competitors. Yeah, because I think taking yeah. it a step further, there's sort of a, a prevailing narrative within a portion of 
the fan base that you know there's no story or there's no characters in japan and that couldn't be further from the truth but if it was made a little bit more accessible you know certainly things like this that would go some way to you know remedying that that thought for sure gosh we've got a conundrum on our hands gareth what do you think (laughs) it's one of those things that like i you know playing devil's advocate i completely get that yeah like bad mistranslations can do a lot of damage and so i understand why companies might be like farah you know we don't care how prominent your account is (laughs) take (laughs) take down your translations uh like i get it like from i get it i I can kind of see both sides of the the argument and so to like room again just continuing to play devil's advocate to kind of room 101 like these misleading uh copyright uh, infringement claims it does open the doors to to mis you know mistranslations exaggerations outright lies perhaps so yeah it's it felt very cut and dry at the beginning but as we kind of dived a little deeper i, I do mm. kind of get it but also similarly i really enjoy the work you have done and the translations that you provide and so yeah i would love you just to be able to be you know let off the leash and just you know do do what you do best yeah like i geek out on all the time when i see these articles i'm like i want to translate this the Mm. world must know (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing oh what are we gonna do here i feel like we should offer up a, a sacrificial lamb here you know almost like mistranslations they get they get put in but uh perhaps um the copyright infringement thing as a whole maybe maybe that needs to remain live for the time being yeah is that sort of a fair compromise that's fair yeah all right mistranslations you're gone get out of here stop doing that it's It's like fan fiction (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it really is you know and i um yeah i completely get that so bye i like how in-depth we've gone like last week gareth was just like Oh, I hate Canadian destroyers. And you're like, right, we're gonna get into copyright infringement yeah. here. This is where it's <laughs> legal stuff. Yeah. It's great. Right, okay. What's uh, what's your second entry then, Power? The second one, well, I guess it's kind of similar to the first one. It's another beast of uh uh just how I didn't realize how difficult it was to get VIP tickets for Japanese shows mm-hmm. until I tried to help some friends out. So as we all know, the borders open on October 11th for many countries. And so I have a couple of um, followers on Twitter, mutuals, um, who are coming to Japan to see wrestling shows. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And uh, because they haven't gone in like two years, they're willing to go all out, get VIP do all the crazy stuff right yeah yeah uh but they ran into some problems especially when they try to get tickets through stardom or Mm -hmm. like small maybe smaller um uh promotions maybe not so much with she uh new japan but um like for example in order to get most of these tickets they needed a japanese phone number and a japanese credit card yikes oh wow and uh, I I saw I read all the email correspondences they had with uh, the the I, I feel bad for naming the promotions, but like for certain prominent promotions. Sure. Mm. And I think they were using a automatic like Google Translate thing because they were being very blunt. <laughs> like, right. like they were like, if you if you can't get VIP, you can only get VIP ticket if you have a Japanese phone number and a Japanese credit card. If you don't have that. 
you should try your luck on the day of the show which if you don't have it you're shit out of luck it's right. like <laughs> motherfucker it's gonna get am i allowed to curse sorry yeah you okay. it will... curse, curse your head off <laughs> okay motherfucker it will be sold out within like five minutes yeah. once the sales go live sure sure and um i had reverse reverse culture shock because um i never really attempted to get a vip ticket before especially for multiple shows Mm. um but this person uh do you just get the vip tickets for free because you have your such a prominent account oh you don't it's know copyright infringement. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> i walked into that one for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not verified but i'm prominent i promise <laughs> it's the new verified are you prominent i just gotta pay twitter blue is not even available in japan by the way <laughs> But they took away um, verification applications, so you can't apply anymore. Yeah. I tried to apply. Who the hell knows no. what's going on here? It's not good, is it? So... Yeah, it'll be Twitter green tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> Twitter emerald. <laughs> but um, it's just like Pokemon. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. Um, but yeah, so I tried to help my friend out, you know, because um, I was like, oh, I have a Japanese phone number yeah. and I have a Japanese card. I like just send me the money and I'll help you. Yeah, you will. Wrong. Because you're a good egg like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought K pop tickets before. I am, I, I, you know I get the claws out. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm doing because the same websites people use to get um, wrestling tickets, you use to get like, you know, concert tickets. Mm. So, uh, for example, in this <clears throat> certain promotion, <laughs> um, he wanted like, I think three VIP tickets for three different shows. And so I log on the website at like 9.50 a.m. Sale goes live at 10 a.m. I log on and uh, the site immediately like uh, blacks out. And it says there's too many people. And I was really confused because I've had similar issues when I would buy concert tickets sometimes, but I would Mm. get through. Mm. And then it would sell out within literally one minute. Mm -hmm. One minute it would get sold out. And I was really confused. And then I dug through some Japanese forums Mm. because I felt so bad for my friend, you know, because he sent me all this money he's you know traveling all the way from the u.s to japan you know he's literally staying here for like i think maybe almost a month like Mm. just to go to wrestling shows all every day and he is a diehard fan um but then i found out with this website they're very sneaky so you have to get something called premium membership or platinum membership so you pay an extra fee just to override the um blackout error <laughs> so oh my you would buy the vip to- i know it's so gatekeepy and it made complete sense because i've been to many wrestling shows um from different promotions in the past like year since covid got better mm-hmm. and i noticed it's always the same i'm not i'm not trying to be offensive but i'm gonna be real it's the same five or t- to ten like old rich guys mm-hmm. that are in the vip section right and um, they're always there and I think they have every right to be there, but I think it's a little unfair because I think, you know, if I'm willing to pay for yeah. VIP yeah. and I'm in the fan club, I'm also in the fan club, yeah. you know, I should have a right to be in that seat too. It should be <laughs> if democratized, I want you know, it's first come first serve, not just 
I've got more money than you so I can skip the queue. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I was really confused because I, mean, I assumed like it was the same in every country because, mm. again, I've only been to wrestling shows in Japan. I don't I didn't know what it was like in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he told me, oh, like I I went to Madison Square Garden or like I went to like this venue da because he's in the States and VIP is easier to get. You just need to pay for it. Like yeah. it's not like Japan because I had explained him how it worked. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, and in the end, um, I couldn't get any VIP tickets for him because I'm a lowly peasant, <laughs> but um, without a platinum account. But there's a company uh, apparently that resells tickets or like, oh, of course, uses a proxy. So he was able to get VIP tickets in the end, but he had to go through this proxy company and he had to pay, I think. Thirty dollars more oh, as a service treat, which I think is a ripoff. Yeah, this is wild. Absolutely. This is blowing my because mind because plat because platinum is only ten dollars, and I know I'm I'm sure whoever owns that company they they only have platinum because you know everyone's buying tickets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know people are profiting off of this very real issue. <laughs> It's so crazy. And again, you know, a bit like the first one, we're butting up with an accessibility issue here. Like, why would you want to make it more difficult? for people to not only spend money in your company, but also international fans to spend money and in yeah. theory spread the word. It makes no sense. It literally... Not to suggest that every company should just be like rolling out the red carpet for international fans and like treating yeah, them any differently, but mm. it should just be a level playing field for everybody. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was just trying to think of the sort of shows that we've been to over here, UK Indies, what a VIP would look like because generally they're in pretty you know, pretty tawdry um, buildings and stuff. And I, I'm, I'm assuming it would be sort of like a clean seat, perhaps early access to the toilets ahead of the interval, because that's never fun. Any any other benefits you can think of, Kath? Yeah, skip the queue, come in straight away, access to like the wrestlers at the merch tables before the rabble are allowed in. Yeah, yeah. So wonder they don't do it. <laughs> Well, yeah, certainly, you know, it's something that I bet people would have paid for during like the, the like. Oh, the boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, now, not so much. Well, I, th- I think this is an open and shut, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an open it, and shut case. Yeah, you've, this made, one... you've made your case, Farrah. We want <laughs> everybody to have, you know, equal access to, to wrestling. Yeah. And if you've got the money to pay for a VIP ticket, then my goodness, you should be able to buy yourself a VIP ticket. So, yeah. That's going straight into room uh, wrestling 101 or indeed room yeah. 101. So yeah, get rid yes. of it. Gone. All simps should be included. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, what are you trying to put Makito out of business? Okay, so with that uh, having departed the world. One for two. What's your final entry then, Farah? And I hope this is the spiciest one. <laughs> This is I the don't call know. For <laughs> the call out. Um, so it's very Twitter related. Um, oh, it is spicy. Here we go. I, I don't like the whole gatekeeping and the echo chamber of which promotion is the best out of a genre. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a dead horse and people state opinions as fact a little too much. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to me because wrestlers switch promotions all the time yeah mm. so... 
it's, it's a strange one isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's one of the reasons why i'm not like a football slash soccer fan is because i like never got the like backing a team just when the makeup of the team sort of changes all the time it's just like have some favorite players and like follow them i can get but like going well i've uh you know just backed this horse now and forever <laughs> yeah but to play devil's advocate with that it is fun like oh, to, I'm sure, I'm you sure know to is, just yeah. kind of be like almost it removes the need for any of that sort of extra thought or consideration like no what that that they're no longer playing in blue they're playing in red screw them i hope they're gonna help um <laughs> you know um but i know what you're saying and i think to be honest with you i think that is part of what the mentality is with wrestling twitter where people want to have a particular team yeah. and it does it makes their life easier they don't have to acknowledge any sense of nuance or go any further than just being it's it's footballification isn't it that's yeah. kind of what it is footballification boom is that a word it should it is be now there we go. it will be now yeah. <laughs> but yeah like uh when i started getting into wrestling in like 2019 i mostly got my information through twitter mm-hmm. and i had to be honest i was one of those people in the beginning (laughs) like i would see like people argue and people would argue with uh, like against me too and be like Mm. this is the best promotion because i didn't know who to follow i was like i don't know yeah like like for example Mm. like recommend joshi recommend some japanese promotions and like a lot of people would be a hive mind and be like Mm. this is the best don't bother with the other ones and i listened (laughs) to them i listened to them for the longest time and then um a follower wanted me to get some merch for them or something. So uh, I actually went with a mutual follower to a show of a, a different promotion. And this promotion wasn't as, I guess, simped out <laughs> on Twitter compared to like the other ones. And I was like, wow, like I had a way better experience in this show oh, than the other ones. Interesting. The wrestlers actually talked to me and... <laughs> Like they have their own bar in Kabukicho. <laughs> you know, like they, they yeah. do more service. They'll actually take photos with you and pictures yeah. with you. The front seats aren't an arm and a leg and they're not hard to get as mm. long as you're a person. Like, why why do people hate on this promotion? And then like um I started to realize like a lot of people who say these things, um, I mean I think it's fair to have a preference. Like I definitely have a preference when it comes yeah. to promotions. Yeah. I have my oh, I think we all do. But yeah. but I don't I don't hate on other promotions. No, you know, no. everyone you know. No. Um so I feel like a lot of people <laughs> who like have this absolutist mentality mm. of mm. which promotion's the best, they've never actually gone to the other shows before. I think if they actually went to a show yeah. like I did, they would change like I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's know, the biggest like, thing, isn't it? I, yeah. I, you know, I think um, DDT unfairly gets written off just as like a comedy promotion. I know. When it, when it has some of the, you know, best wrestling. It's um, mad, isn't it? Yeah. I, d- I think what you, you really hit the nail on the head there with people. The worst, the worst aspect of this is people talking about something that they haven't actually watched or seen they're just like regurgitating other people's opinions yeah. and it's i think fact. that happens so often i mean mm. we we try to be really careful not to talk about wwe not because you know the gimmick is that we don't do wwe or AW, it's because neither of us watch it so we can't any any sort of feeling i have on it is based on about eight years ago at this point <laughs> so it doesn't really seem to be 
that's not fair. It yeah. might be really good. I have no idea. Um, so, but I do, I see that all the time. You get the sense, oh gosh, you really haven't watched this, have you? You just sort of kicking something out that you've heard somebody else say. Yeah. You've seen like a GIF or you've seen, you know, a minute of YouTube video. Hmm. I think your your experience is kind of true with with a lot of people is that you start off with one promotion, generally a bigger promotion, yeah. and yeah. you sort of slowly distill down. And as you go lower, you get closer to the action. It becomes more sort of personable. It more becomes visceral. More, exactly. And you probably connect with that more, at least I did anyway, because yeah. you're sort of almost involved. You know, it's a very different thing than just sort of, it's the difference between theatre and cinema, if you like. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I think, um, I think it's a really good point. Where do you think, don't want to drop you in it, but where do you think this is worse? You know, are we talking sort of specifically Japanese promotions or, or sort of WWAWs? Where are you, where are you seeing, the, seeing the heat? Um, so I feel like I can't really speak on that because most of my uh, experiences have only been on Japanese Twitter mm. or mm. like Japanese wrestling Twitter. I don't really touch upon or engage with I've um on my feed with people who like WWE as much or mm. other promotions. It's just you know I just because I, it's a my timeline is just people I follow, um yeah. or people I follow like who like certain things. Yeah, you're, you're um, probably or, unlikely to have like uh angry randos like come into your feed. Yeah, I will say though, um, when Clubhouse was a thing. Um, I did encounter some people who, um, when it came to Japanese wrestling, they only knew um, New Japan and that mm. was it. Um, or like they had to have some sort of um, connection with WWE or they didn't touch it. Right. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't malicious or anything, but I wish uh, certain fans um, tried to become more aware of other promotions yeah. but if you like what you like that's fine but i guess when it comes to japanese wrestling i definitely notice um at least based on like what i've seen anyway mm. um there's a lot of like innocuous like debates and stuff mm. but again like that's not exclusive to wrestling like i've seen that when it comes to like expats who live in japan sure. or english speakers who live in japan like every week on gaijin winner there's like a new arg there's an argument like or drama like every week seriously <laughs> um but it's like the same arguments over and over again so i feel like it's it's like common with like english speakers or mm. like who live in japan or like have some sort of affinity towards things that are japanese sure yeah mm. i'm with you entirely i do think there's sort of a personality trait that goes along with wrestling fans or particular wrestling fans so like if you're you know into if you like comics or if you really like indie music or things like that or if you're one of these people that likes to dig into things rather than just kind of okay what's in the chart that's exclusive or what i'm going to listen to so whatever's sort of relevant on my popular, tv yeah. i will listen to that that's kind of what i think you get with your sort of big company fans and then with people that kind of go a little bit further, they're more inclined to go, oh, who's this featuring on this song? I quite like the sound of him. I'll go and check his album out. And then you sort of follow down the track of different people and you yeah. expand your 
you know repertoire i think a really good example of that at the moment is like some of the really interesting acts that taylor swift features on some sure. of her that's like a really great way to then get into like because she's had like i think the national on some stuff and mm. i want to say phoebe bridges and you know people like that and like it opens doors for you know for you to discover those acts if you previously haven't been you've just been kind of following the charts and the biggest acts you know exposes you to these 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 bands and then you know even and then that opens up more sort of tributaries to find mm. other like acts associated with them and yeah so it's the same yeah. i think it, same thing in is what i like about wrestling is you know you get really into somebody and they're like oh they used to be in this promotion and then you kind of watch some of the matches from that promotion and it exposes you to other wrestlers mm. and mm. yeah you know and that's so easy to do now with the availability of streaming services and youtube and yeah there's no reason not to weakness of the yen yeah very straightforward <laughs> it is like, you're absolutely right and i think so a wrestling version of that in many ways was like forbidden door mm. so when AEW did forbidden door if you hadn't ever watched new japan before then you've all of a sudden got access to all of these guys you're going to see for the first or second time and if in theory, the way it should go is if you liked somebody or were interested in somebody, you go, okay, well, let's go find what else they're on and see more of their stuff. And I think that's probably where the divergence is. There's a kind of fan group A that are going, oh, well, I look forward to seeing them when they eventually come back to AEW. And fan group B is like, oh, okay, let's go try and watch yeah. New Japan or wherever it is that they wrestle on and see more of their stuff. And perhaps that's where the split is. Yeah, there's a certain amount of like wanting everything handed to you rather than you having to go away and do the the very limited amount of work that it requires to find out a little bit more. Yeah. I, for one, am delighted as a big Taylor Swift fan that she's ended up on the right side of this particular debate. This is, this is good news. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, there's, yeah, this is, this is another one that's a banker. It's, uh, it's going in wrestling 101. We're, we're very like poor guards to this, you know, to this room <laughs> everything's just gets sl- sl- slipping past us at this point i don't think there's an argument for this one that one's got to go no it's yeah. it's an open and shut case Farrah. It's, it's it's an open and shut you've, yeah you've, you've defeated defeated us <laughs> one of one of us can only tell the, the truth one of us can only tell lies <laughs> perfect all right well that was great stuff and insightful as always i love the yeah the kind of information that you just don't get yeah. as somebody who watches Japan from afar. It's a, clearly a very different thing. You really bring an interesting perspective and I you know, hope um, everybody listening has kind of enjoyed getting this insight from uh, the mind of none other than Farah. Yeah, and and if... <laughs> Farah just did an excellent pose. I'm going to have to screenshot that. That's that's going to be the, the, the reaction picture for... Uh... Yes. <laughs> that's the one. That's the there one. There we go. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah, it's it's been a real good time. So yeah, I think, you know, great getting that perspective from you. Before we let you go, let's get some uh, hot tips from from Farah. Like, what have you been watching and most enjoying lately? Anything people should go out of their way to check out at the moment, you think? Mao. Mao. (laughs) (laughs) From DDT. Absolutely. I've been going to the DDT bar in Kabukicho way too often lately. That's not possible. Mm. <laughs> and he's I'm very jealous. <laughs> awesome. I love that. <laughs> As if you needed a reason to like Mal more. There you go. <laughs> and uh, have have you been have you been um, keeping up with any of the uh, Dio Grand Prix this year? 
I have not because of work, but I'll try to catch up with it um, probably during the winter break. <laughs> yeah, good, good shout, good shout. And um, and last but not least, any any plugs? Uh oh, like social media? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at farahakase f a r r a h a k a s e, and um, yeah, if any of you listeners out there are in japan and you would like to hang out or meet up or need any advice just hit me up um a few followers have come through already wow Um, how about that yeah i met up yeah i met up with um eric who runs joshi pod oh Oh, yeah he's in japan now yeah he's really nice yeah 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 so yeah i'm down to to all the fans yeah absolutely yeah Oh, very cool. Oh, we'll have to get him on here as well, actually. I'd be interested to get his ones. Definitely. Well worth checking out the Joshi Pod as well, if if you haven't previously. Um, but yeah, thank you for your time and uh, joining us today, Farah. It's a treat as always. We hope that we'll make it out to Japan before too long. And you can book us some VIP tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely try. Expert at it now. <laughs> yep. So thanks for joining us on episode 102 of the Wrestling Podcast, but an episode two of Wrestling 101. We hope you've enjoyed hearing this concept once again with, uh, you know, Liam and I, strictly speaking, as the uh, arbiters and uh, a guest on. Plan moving forward is to do this maybe roughly once a month, but, you know, time will tell on that front. And do get in touch. Let us know what you think. You know, you can reach us by email, wrestlingpod at gmail.com. That's wrestling without the E. Catch us on the socials. Let us know what you think. We are at Wrestling Pod on Twitter and Instagram on the Twitter side of things for who knows how much longer. And you can find all of our links at WrestlingPod.com. That's Wrestling Without the E. So there's links there to our new YouTube, to our new Patreon, to our Kofi uh, account. If you want to just drop us a little something, something, it would be much appreciated just to uh, cover the running costs of the podcast you know streaming services they don't come cheap well i guess they kind of they're getting cheaper thanks to the yen uh <laughs> been a real treat chatting to farah as always we hope you've had a good time anything from you liam yeah just to say that we did have our first patreon this week so big thanks to steve um for for backing us we really appreciate that yeah. and appreciate the support as always been with us since the start cheers steve cheers steve and with that that's the end we're, we're out here for another week and we will see you uh, wrestling pod fans again soon so stay safe stay happy enjoy the grabs